Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to another exciting episode of Jacob Walks Over a Bridge. I'm Jacob, I'm currently walking over a bridge, and the faster I get to work, the faster I get to eat the bagel that's in my bag. That's right, sitting in my bag is one sesame seed bagel with plain cream cheese and a bunch of olives on it. Not the olives I would typically put on a bagel, of course, which would be a, a good kalamata. I am out of that. Didn't want to pick up any major groceries before going on my trip at the end of this week. Going to Philly. Don't know how many bridges I'll cross in Philly. Maybe one. There's there's at least one there I know of that I could walk across. Uh, but I have a whole bunch of Spanish olives with the red pimentos that need to be eaten. So I just slopped a whole bunch of those on there and made a good, good bagel. I wouldn't necessarily say that the bagel is good. It's not the best bagel I've ever had, let's just say that. I decided to try a new bagel place in Astoria that I've never actually been to before. You think I've been there for over two years now. You'd think I'd have scoped out all the bagel places and tried them all. But no, there are still a few that have evaded my research. Namely ones on the other side of the elevated tracks. I haven't really explored that area in any way for too long. Uh, I mean, one of the best uh, best halal food places I know is over on that side. Uh, the interesting Socrates Sculpture Park is over there. But aside from that, I haven't really walked on that side too often. Uh, yeah, the sooner I get to work, the sooner I get to eat it, which I guess is some incentive for walking faster than normal. So if I seem a little bit out of breath as I'm going up and down the bridge, you know why. I'd say that bagels are an important part of my life. Hold on, there's a train coming. Can you hear me as the train's coming? Let me know so I know I can talk while the train is going or if I need to pause like I pretended to do before giving you this message. Now where was I? Bagels. They're one of my favorite breakfast options. Growing up there'd always be some bagels in the house. You know, at a young age I learned what the just right amount of cream cheese is, the proper way to top a bagel how to get the right amount of locks on there. I, I know. I figured it all out. You know, even if you go to my LinkedIn, the first job there isn't when I was a camp counselor or when I was working as a museum guard. It was bagel cutter. There's a little backstory behind that. When I was... 13, my family switched synagogues. The synagogue we had been at had 
only about 50 families and was slowly falling apart. So we jumped ship to a synagogue that's about 10 times the size, around 500 families. And they had robust programming for kids my age, or namely after your bar mitzvah, or bat mitzvah, b'nai mitzvah. Um, whenever you would uh, go through that, you'd be invited to go to what they called Hebrew High School. So from 11 to 1 o'clock, you got to eat breakfast, and they got you to participate in some Jewish programming. Always fun. Uh, but from 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock in the morning, if you so chose, you could work for $5 an hour to do whatever they deem necessary around the synagogue. And I know that that was fairly below the minimum wage and for only two hours a day. Two hours a week, really, because they only did it on Sundays, at least that I remember. Didn't really make much money from that, but gave me something to do. And one of the first tasks that, you know, I mean, there's, you could be put in charge of anything from cleaning up places to helping prepare the breakfast for the Hebrew High School kids who came in at 11. Or, or as in my case, I was put in charge of cutting bagels for parents. So the synagogue, every, I don't know how often they came, but they would get deliveries of H&H bagels, a New York City landmark, who do a lot of shipments of bagels around. I don't know if they're st they still do it, but they traditionally have been open 24 hours a day because you can, you know, that, that way they can uh, keep baking bagels round the clock to be shipped out wherever. I actually visited one fairly late hour when I was in high school. I did a, what's called a midnight run where, not necessarily at midnight, but you go late at night with a whole bunch of supplies for homeless people and you go to specific locations and you hand out uh, food, clothing, that sort of thing, you know, people, things that people donated, you go, I did that with uh, the high school's honor society my senior year, and then at the end of that, probably right around midnight, we went to H&H &H and got bagels. That was definitely a highlight of that trip, and H&H &H provided the bagels for the synagogue, which is fairly a nice perk, considering that Westchester bagels are, tradition, are, are not known to be good. There are very few, if any, exceptional bagel places in, Man in Westchester, which is fairly surprising given its, given its proximity to New York City. Long Island, on the other hand, has no shortage of good bagels that people sing their praises from whatever rooftop they can get on. I've had some, they're all right. You know, I preferred New York City bagels, of course creme de la creme of bagels. This is the bagel mecca of the world. But Long Island has good bagels. Westchester, not so much. You have better luck on, you know, Trader Joe's has 
some of the better bagels in Westchester that gives you an idea of the state of bagels in the county just to the north of New York City. You know, and thankfully I was blessed growing up. My dad often would, who worked in the city, would bring a dozen back home and I'd be able to eat a good bagel, albeit it was frozen, but once you, t- once you defrost it, cut it, toast it, you know, it could be in the freezer for a day or two months and you really wouldn't know the difference. Uh, going back to the H&H at uh, uh, the synagogue, what uh, would end up happening with those is we'd get a big box of all the flavors, everything from everything to, to blueberry. Blueberry was oddly popular. Don't know why. I guess, you know, people like their sweet bagels. I'm not the biggest fan of those. I much prefer my savory bagel. But blueberry, everything, plain, sesame, poppy, multigrain, whole wheat, pumpernickel. If you could think of a flavor that's not some weird rainbow unicorn bagel, we probably got it in one of those boxes. <laughs> and what we would do is we'd cut them all up. You know, probably take you know, the first half hour, 45 minutes of that two hour period was to cut up bagels. And meanwhile, we would sell them to the parents of kids being dropped off for regular Hebrew school. You know, uh, well, I guess kindergarten up till 7th, 8th grade when these kids, or 7th grade I guess is probably the last year that they would do the, before having their B'nai Mitzvah. So when the parents would come, we would sell bagels to them. You know, there was a variety of cream cheese, butter, we had, it was like $2 for a bagel and cream cheese, bag, a buck and a half for bagel and butter. You know, pretty decent pricing when you, all things considered I guess you know I mean if you take into account the price that they're paying for for membership at this synagogue and it was a fairly high price it was I guess it all worked evened out in the end the price but yeah that was my first job cutting bagels you know we cut them for like I said 30-45 minutes and you just hang out you know it's a, I worked with a variety of people over the course of my five years there uh, you know some people graduated some people started out on bagel duty then they moved on to what they considered to be bigger and better things but I was always happy to go hang out cut bagels and just relax there for a bit uh, and I have noted this on my LinkedIn but I only cut my finger once during that, that whole whole tenure as bagel cutter in chief at the synagogue I only it wasn't even like that bad of a cut it was just more of a nick I guess I don't even remember the actual that necessarily though I do remember it was just once and never, you know, I didn't need stitches it was just, you know probably probably didn't even need a band-aid it probably just was more of a nick but I guess that's uh something to be proud of that for all the 
hundreds, maybe possibly thousands of bagels I cut. Only happened once, and now I would consider myself to be a good bagel cutter, and they're it's surprisingly difficult sometimes to cut a bagel. You know, you, you, people don't realize the skill that's involved. There's, there's, there's the technique. You know, there's, there's a reason why I didn't cut myself. It's because I have amazing technique. You have to... I mean, the way that I would do it, I'm going to share some of my industry secrets with you. If you start out with the bagel flat on the cutting board, you always should use a cutting board. You take the knife... You align it just with about the middle, or, uh, you know, you're going vertically up, about the, the, the center, so that way you'd have an evenly cut bagel. And slowly with your, I'm a righty, so with your good hand, you start cutting. Your other hand, you hold the bagel on the other side of the hole. So you're never going to get to the point where you're cutting into your hand, because once you get about a third of the way through cutting the bagel. You already have a decent position in the bagel. You're not going to lose the cut. You flip the bagel 90 degrees so that way it's standing up on its side. That with, you know, with the part you've been cutting on top and the where your hand had been is on the bottom of the cutting board and then you just cut down. And that's the you know, that way you ensure that you get a good straight cut based off of where you're, where you were. And, you know, there might be some, a little bit of a jagged edge from the initial, you know, when you start out to where, you know, because when you flip the bagel, you know, you're not always going to get the same angle. Be hard, but for the most part, you know, you gotta get, you're going to get a good, evenly cut bagel, and that obviously assumes that this bagel is normal shaped, you know, equal on all sides, which. Sometimes this isn't the case. Depends on how the bagel is is uh, packaged. Sometimes it can get damaged, and the one side might be, you know, squished. So that way you have to you have a big side and a little side. If that's the case, you always start on the little side, so that way you have the best chance of not getting some awkward cut where, like, half the bagel is not really cut and you only cut one. You know, so so always get the best. Cut. Always start with the small side. Even if there's a bagel that's on the outset, you think, "Oh, this is a normal sized bagel. It's it looks like it has even sides." There, always, there usually is a side that isn't as well developed, so to speak. Make sure you start with that side, uh, and always make sure you use a good knife. Granted, now I can cut a bagel with almost any, you know, give me a coffee stirrer and I could probably cut a bagel decently. It's, if you have something, that, a blunt object like that, like sometimes you go to a party or event or you're a kiddish and the bagels are uncut and all you have are plastic knives. That's when you got to do a 360 cut. Oftentimes with bagels, you know, this is a product of how they're baked. They'll have... It won't be 100% round, so like you'll have nice, smooth, smooth, smooth all the way around. Then at a certain point, there'll be a flat part. Usually, you know, it doesn't have the nice exterior, but it's kind of softer. You know, it's more, it reminds you more of what the inside of the bagel is actually like just on the outside. 
think of it as like in you know, I, I, yeah, I was gonna call it the eye of the bagel, but I guess you would think that'd be the, the hole is. That's just the hole. So once you, well, I'm gonna call it the eye. Yeah, that's a. It's gonna be a Jacob term. The eye of the bagel is that little flat part where you can really get any sort of blunt object in there with relative ease. The, you know, if the bagel's fresh and soft. So let's say you got your flimsy plastic knife. Should be easily able to jab it in there, maybe wiggle it around, give a you know, a little bit of a cutting motion, trying to get it in. And once you break through to the center, to the hole, that's when you start doing your 360 cut. So, you know, let's say you're holding your knife in your good hand and holding the other side of the bagel in your other hand. This, for this, you don't use the cutting board. You have to, it's important to be able to hold this in your hands. A, it's a plastic knife, and B, you should never be going anywhere close to your other hand, so I consider this to be relatively safe. You should take the knife and slowly start spinning the bagel and cutting at the same time. So that way you are, you know, by the end, the bagel should have made a 360 rotation in your hands, and the plastic, the blunt object, <laughs> essentially, should have been able to cut through most of the bagel with, uh, I'm not going to say relative ease, but you should have a cut bagel doing that. It's not going to be the easiest thing, but it'll get done and you'll have a fairly respectable cut. Your friends and family are going to be very jealous when, if they're very awkwardly cut. Maybe they just ripped it open. That's how you, that's how you do it. You have to you have to respect the bagel, respect the cut, and that's that's the way to do it with that. I've never had ever ah, I've never actually had to cut a bagel with a coffee stirrer before, though. I imagine I'd have somewhat, you know, I think I'd be able to do it. I'm not gonna try to do that anytime soon. I, you know, I'd only do that in, if it were an emergency and there's I'd have no other choice. Always use a knife if you can. But for any sort of knife, you now know how to cut it. And I hope that this was a more educational moment. That I, there's a reason why on SoundCloud that I tag these videos as education because I do hope you learn something or are inspired to learn something. Today you learned how to do bagels, how to cut them. I can tell you more about bagels. I have still plenty of time and a vast knowledge of what makes a good bagel. You know, the, there's more to a bagel than just being a roll with a hole. Rolls with holes are the worst sorts of bagels because essentially, you know, it's just the, the baker just decided, oh, I'm just going to make a roll and put a hole in it bagel. That's not how it works. That's not how any of that works. You know, you have to, you know, if you want that good New York City bagel, it's the big, bready, and boiled. Yeah, you know, the, the boiling gives it its texture. Yeah, you know, the, you know, you can also, you know, mini ba you know, mini bagels have some allure to certain crowds. When I was seven, they were the coolest thing. Now, I want my bagel big, 
I want it big and chewy, you know, ready and chewy. I don't want it to melt in my mouth. I want to have to work for that bagel. I want to have to chew it and, 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 and savor it and, and how I'm making myself hungry. The bagel I have with me is just okay by New York City standards. It's not, it's, you know, it's an average size. I can't, uh, I can't say for sure though if they, you know, they boiled it or if they, or how they prepared this bagel, but sometimes you can tell how a bagel's texture is going to be just from the outset when you're cutting the bagel, but, you know, when you're holding the bagel in your hands, when you feel how the knife goes through the bagel, you, you really get an idea of, before you even taste it, what this bagel is going to feel like, how it's going, you know, the weight can tell you that the, just how much beef is going to be behind every bite when you when you cut it you realize okay this is just like cutting a loaf of bread or wow this is just this is a bagel this is a bagel is a different texture it's, it's there's a part of it that's just indescribable it just I think what you're going to have to do after listening to this is go to your local bagel shoppy and pick up half dozen dozen just one don't cream cheese it there. Bring it back. And try to do your own cut. Try to, you know, you know, experiment. Do, you know, see how much cream cheese you would want to put on. And I think there's, there's something that makes a bagel that you do yourself just a little bit better than, you know, it's the opposite of a regular sandwich where sandwiches taste far better when someone else prepares them for you but with a bagel I feel like it tastes better when I do it I know exactly how I like it if I'm toasting it I know the right level of toast I know the right amount of cream cheese I like I know how much alright I just got distracted because there's a guy who was biking down I'm at, I'm at the end game now I'm, I'm on the, the downward slope into New York this podcast is going to be over soon this episode, but there's a guy who was zipping along down, no helmet, with a giant bag of what I assume to be plastic bottles, but you can't tell because it's just a giant plastic bag sitting on the handlebars, and there he is, barely being able to look. He has one hand on the handlebar, one hand on his giant bag, and with his, he could barely see over it and just trying to maneuver his way down while at exceptional speed so you could imagine why I got a little distracted by that but yeah there's something nice about eating a bagel that you prepared which is what I did today on that note I think I've made you all fairly hungry and I think it's time for me to sign off it's been a wonderful time again Especially now that I'm just walking to work on a Monday instead of Sunday, which is always nice to do it on the day I'm supposed to be coming into work. But I hope you had a great time and I hope you guys eat your own bagels. Now I'm gonna oh look, my shortest episode yet. That's you wonder why. <laughs> Alright, well, good day and good night.